Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Lay Film episode by episode breakdown of a TV series called The OA, in which we are going to talk about and review episode two, New Colossus. And I'm your co host, Richie. And I'm Patrick. It's good to see you again, Patrick. Um, so, yeah. We are your co-hosts for this episode. And um, yeah, for those of you who are listening and are so new, and maybe you've heard of this episode for the first time, Patrick and I will do a quick debriefing of the episode before we spoil it. So if you have not seen it, hopefully you watched the episode before listening to us. But if not, we'll do a, you know, a little uh, debriefing. So, um, yeah, Patrick, uh, what are your thoughts on this episode? Uh, still good. It was a exposition episode. It felt like it was answering a lot of, uh, not all the questions, but like the, the first episode has that long intro and then like we switch continents and we do the start of an origin story. And then it feels like this one's, uh, connecting the initial premise of Prairie jumping off the bridge and uh, her stuff with that, with the, yeah, it's just how she gets adopted, how she gets out of Russia. It's just, yeah, a lot of exposition and then some uh, cool stuff with uh, the side characters. I was happy to see some of the teen stuff this time, actually. Even though it's kind of like, uh, I think it's Alfonso. Mm-hmm. French. French. Yes. Uh, yeah. A bit more focus on him this time around. Yeah. And Buck. I know that initially you didn't enjoy some of that much, or at least, at least in the first episode, right? Like we were more focused on Steve, but like not much the others. Yeah, I I like Steve. It's just it was felt too. Uh, conventional or to try to think of how to say this it's okay Pat. Uh, you can hurt my feelings no i'm just kidding <laughs> no it's good to see this struggling class or like not even just like the emotionally because like steve has they all have their own emotional weight and baggage like everyone does and it's good to see the film explore it they're not good but like steve is kind of a He's not one dimensional, but it's like oh, his is like the more violent angst. And then this one, is it French? Yeah, French yes. and Buck. It shows more like the silent sufferers. And yeah, it's good to see like. Uh, like, yeah, the 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 oldest sibling caring for the younger siblings. Like right, I remember, right. Yeah, you, I remember seeing that in elementary and junior high and high school. And it's always brutal, like when they start working at 17 to support their three younger siblings. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're and their grades take a knot and then they can't go to college. But they like, oh, they're they're working as hard as anyone I've seen work. And yeah, they're just. Positioned to be abandoned by growth or whatever the economic opportunities. And it's kind of sad and it's good to see. I think French, they're setting something up where he's being given like a carrot out 
of like oh like college right a grant and then oh maybe get taken away for his character is like a character parameters and then buck right. who's having a, a who's silent suffering with identity comes in and shares like oh yeah i like her parents seem to be pressuring her she remarks to be like him and like achieve overachieve in school and receive grants and have a promising future in edu- or higher education and so she's done the research saying like oh yeah they're just that character thing is just to prevent people like us from uh having too much of a chance yeah like they know like situations outside of their control are gonna make them slip up and then they'll yeah <laughs> they'll be able to revoke any benefits to him because right. of that it it's funny because um although i do want to add that uh i believe buck would be considered a he or him or at least uh the character not just the character but the the actor himself now i think back then it's interesting because um believe yeah so the actor ian alexander is a transgender vietnamese american who i believe was around 16 um when they did the oa yes so um yeah just a little like aside that uh that actor was founded through tumblr which was really interesting um but yeah i like that you brought up uh that french is being given an out you know for like all his achievements and for what he's going to do in the future yet um his mother (laughs) uh it's like so you're not going to harvard (laughs) so like yeah and i feel like there's like the whole like oh there's the character aspect where they can revoke this the grant or the scholarships if he does something like deemed unseemly by the providers of the grant right then it's like oh like oh that's like a that's setting up like maybe there's gonna be a moment where he can lose that or he loses it and it's like drama in the future but it's still like his younger brothers like how's he gonna go to college and still provide for them the stability they need like even if he doesn't yeah it's just like one of those yeah it feels like right. a great it feels like they're setting up like oh like oh he could lose his scholarship but then the real thing is setting up is like like who's going to take care of the younger siblings when he leaves like even if he mm-hmm. yeah even if nothing happens and he gets the scholarship he's still gonna have to decide to like okay younger brothers who are like what nine and maybe 11 <laughs> or like even younger yeah. like okay fend for yourselves i'm off to go to a college in another city right is, right it's good for him and it could give him new opportunities but it's yeah the psychological because, weight of abandoning those brothers is like because right, his mom is not the most you know stable no, yeah. either so yeah it's just um, yeah i'm waiting to see how that's gonna play out because uh it doesn't look like a winnable fight yet <laughs> right right um yeah and I, and I like that he was able to uh be more open-minded when it came to listening to prairie aka oa's story because um he was 
pretty hesitant on going back, right? And um, I feel like it, it speaks to us as the audience or the viewer or anyone who's, you know, watching the show for the first time. They're kind of like in French shoes um, if they're feeling skeptical about her story because he feels skeptical about like what it is she's talking about, right? Um, you know, because Buck uh, asks him, don't you want to know like what's next or don't you want to know why like she chose us? And he didn't really seem all that particularly interested. And he was also not that interested in learning, you know, about the um, the bus accident, um, which Jesse and Steve were uh, doing um, their due diligence on to, uh, you know, follow up on that story. Yeah, and I like uh, I like that book. Uh, brings them around and it kind of fits into the like with the grant first being awarded to him on the phone call like immediately the like his uh his his financial saviors in his higher education like immediately talk about someone else's paper so like they're <laughs> not they're not invested in him and then buck challenges him on like why do you think prairie chose us like, right yeah, like, like there's a there's a yeah and it's that's what wins them over like uh the superficial or the disingenuous stuff directed towards him from the outside and then prairie go oh, you guys are the ones i've picked or you're, you're the ones who were picked by fate or whatever force and like yeah it's 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 good to see french follow that lead instead of just like rolling over to the disinterested grant whatever people and yeah becoming molded or yeah this, this could all just be my reading of it but yeah it's like oh yeah, yeah. you go french thank you Buck. No. No, i around. think that was no, i think that was really well said i think that was uh an astute breakdown that i didn't even think of myself uh comparing the you know the acceptance that he's willing to have when it came to the grant but not when it came to um you know, uh, the OA picking him, you know? So, um, yeah, because there is a reason. There is a particular reason, and perhaps we'll find out, right? So um, that's, yeah, that's worth pursuing more than just, hey, we read your paper about bees. And this guy didn't write about bees. And like, oh, yeah, be sure to be sure to be an ideal man or whatever by our (laughs) parameters or prairie. It's just like, oh, you're, yeah, you are you. You need, I need you and your help. To help me, <laughs> yeah, right? Just, yeah, it's a great little, de- yeah, um, yeah. Um, this episode, this episode, not a lot happened, but I still like very enjoy, very much enjoy the angle and the direction it's going. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It's much. I feel like it's still quite a build up. I think the last, you know, like twenty twenty five minutes became way more interesting. Um, I think perhaps uh, when we get to the third episode and on, it gets, uh, for me, in my opinion, like it just, uh, it takes off from there because of the situation that 
uh, prairie away gets herself in. So, uh, yeah, it gets way more heady from there, and I can't wait for the next episode. But um, I do want to add that I really loved uh, Nancy and Abel in this episode. I think that they're like the emotional linchpin. Um, I like one of the biggest ones for this season, in my opinion. Um, well, being that I've already seen this season, uh, just watching this episode again, like made me feel so much more this time around. Um, you know, just seeing, uh, Prairie in the attic, you know, trying to, uh, calm down the baby and then Nancy, like discovering her, um, and being able to have that connection with her and I thought that was so heartwarming. Um, also, I do want to ask, I don't know if you know this, Pat, but um, when Nancy was in the bathroom, do you know what those things are that she was holding in her hand? Like, you know, uh, she was like washing her hands and she came across those like little, like I think they're like figurines or something. Not remembering. They're like these little like, figurines within inside another figurine like she's oh, opening uh, them yeah uh jesus i'm gonna mispronounce it but it's like uh it's an m word it's something dolls they're yeah they're russian mm. they, they stack inside each other okay yeah i wanted to know if you knew because uh, uh i should have done more uh a follow-up on that but um yeah i i figure they may be important in it from a symbolic sense but i don't know we'll see <laughs> it's not really ringing anything right now but um but yeah uh i mean we're, we're pretty much you know speaking in more detail about the episode now so um i, I do want to bring up that i i love the section in which she goes to the statue of liberty and um yeah, my my favorite part was the guard reading the the poem, and it's called New Colossus. I did not know that actually until I I just googled it <laughs> that it was called New Colossus because I was wondering, okay, why is this title called New Colossus? You know, I mean, obviously it's about the the Statue of Liberty, but um, I didn't realize that that was what the poem was called, and it was. It was read aloud by a a renowned poet. Um, the guard is played by Yusuf uh, Kamenyaka. I hope I'm saying that right. But he's actually a really well-known writer and poet. And I did not know that until now. And he's won like a Pulitzer Prize. And um, yeah, he's very... Uh, famous for his writings and um yeah he had a quite the experience um yeah so that was quite the surprise i did not know that so yeah that's cool i didn't i would have never guessed that i wish they would put a like a little like right before the credits when there's like special stars like that i'm like oh this is this person <laughs> check out their work <laughs> right Except this show doesn't really <laughs> have the, the the conventions of like introductions, you know. It doesn't no. say like anyone's names and like 
special guest star, you know, like Jason Isaacs and, you know, also like, guest starring like, Emery Cohen. Like right before the credits, like the in-memory stuff they do. So it's like out of the right. continuity of the show and it's not as, again, <laughs> it's not like a Roseanne where it's at the start and all the families in the house. <laughs> right. Um... Yeah, I, I I think that's why I love this show even more because I um I like the visuals of the intros that they give for each episode. Um, I believe the first visual was of like a, almost like a portrait of uh, Nina as a like a nine eight year old. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it was. Um, yeah, so every I, I just like that uh, the introductions are always very unique and. I like how stylized it is, and I guess you'll see in the future. But um, yeah, I found that moment where he's reading the poem uh, incredibly, like heartwarming and somber. And I thought I had a lot of meaning to the episode and to Prairie herself. Felt like the line of her. Uh, uh, the line it says something about uh, how oh it is how it's a, a mighty woman with the torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning and her name mother of exiles. I really love that that line um, because you know by the end of the episode she is imprisoned. So. Um, yeah, I, I want to ask you, Pat, what, what did you think of the, the introduction to Jason Isaac's character, Hap? It's good. I really liked uh, the show has a good, already a couple good combination of, uh, what is it? How do I explain? Like, a, it's not a motif, but it's like a, something is set up. And it pays off like her, her violin stuff. I want that to be a recurring thing. <laughs> oh, it will be. Okay. Cause if I really you love I, it. It will be. Yeah. Cause I really like that. Like, uh, she's playing it in the central station. That's just, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like a good, it's like a calling card. It's a mission. It's a message in a bottle at the, uh, arrival center of exiles and all that stuff. Uh, modern. Yeah. New York. Everyone's passing through him. She's just sitting there playing, hoping her dad will pass through and hear it. And uh, yeah, and then we see someone hear it and they stop and turn around. And I thought, oh, is that her dad? Is there going to be like a little reunion before something happens? But I uh, know it's a hap. And then I started being suspicious about how he's able to recognize the song or whatever it is about her. Mm-hmm. without that machine he has <laughs> what is yeah oh the uh the heartbeat detector right yeah but the fact he hears the music and just stops and turns around and it's like oh what is yeah it's a great yeah it's a great narrative device for playing the violin in a unique way that her, like her father says of like oh if i heard a million people playing at once it'd take me a second to find yours Okay, maybe three seconds, but I'd or a note to find yours. Okay, maybe three notes, but I'd find you immediately. Right. <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah, that's just it's a beautiful setup. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to see how it pays off in the future more. Right now, it hasn't helped her too much. <laughs> right, because right. um, yeah, it's what it's her dreams, right, that brought her there. Yeah, um, she's been trying to follow what they mean, and um, yeah, hopefully <laughs> we'll see if it led her to the right path. Right, I mean, so far, um, it does not seem like she's at a place that she wanted to be at. <laughs> um. In the spoiler territory, there's someone there. Yes, there is someone there. Um, yeah. Uh, so who do you who do you think is uh, down there? Or, I mean, I mean, I guess you can have plenty of guesses. Do you do you watch the show in subtitles? By the way, no. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Okay. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but there were like two separate voices. Um, while she was down there so the first person that was speaking to her was a different person but as soon as um the second person speaks he says you know um your thoughts are going to take you down don't let them you know Mm -hmm. that's a that's a second person um so yeah um you'll find out soon enough who they were um yeah, I just I just love how it ends because like you don't get to see them, but uh everything yeah. Sorry? As yeah, that that shot from the when they're going down the stairs. Is it a, it's not a single shot, is it? I'm trying to remember that. Uh, I know that it was like a quite a bit of a long take following yeah. them in there the to very him shallow. closing yeah. the uh the door. The very shallow focus on prairie only mostly so the whole background is kind of fuzzy right we don't get to see much of it except for like the stream that they step over i think or step into yeah it's just yeah it's uh it's a great cinematography move to tease a location without showing it where i'm invested i want to see like oh like you can tell when she gets guided into the cage slash slash glass box Mm -hmm. you can't make out the exact details of how big it is how big the whole room is so that there's you see like a fuzzy person laying down i believe at one point right that's yeah it's hard to tell like are they like i assume they're in cages too but they don't yell out to warn her or they yeah yeah oh man um (laughs) i really wish we can do a third episode but yeah, I'm excited. Uh can't wait to talk about that. But um I I want to know uh what do you think is Hap's intentions? Like what are like what's what's his purpose? Do you think with his as uh his fascinate his fascination with the the near death experiences people have had. And this is a I think he may does he have like an ability to sense <laughs> that stuff it seems or because the music yeah I gotta go back to the violin scene it's like a spiritual maybe not spiritual but like he's walking I don't even know if he's on the same floor as her but he just he's in like a part of the terminal or the subway station right where he, can just, he just hears her for like a little bit and then just stops in his place and like turns around and like drifts like by feeling towards her or towards the music right right 
Yeah. And then uh, in episode one, when she talks about how they all died. Multiple times. It's uh, yeah, it's probably not going to be a good situation. <laughs> oh, you know, maybe she's just speaking, you know. Metaphorically, or maybe she's just crazy. Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the, a guy leads you to his, a doctor leads you to his stone basement and he <laughs> puts you in a cage. And yeah, I'm, I'm more inclined to believe Prairie currently. <laughs> I don't think she's being dramatic of like, oh, he brought down the wrong food and I died that day. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, you're not with the, uh, with maybe French, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe she's just telling these grand stories, you know, like she's disappeared for seven years. She could be making up anything. Maybe, but I think, yeah, there's something to her more so that's genuine. I think French is picking up on that. And the fact that I'm a person watching a show i can assume it's not gonna be a big like it was all a dream in the end i'd be pissed <laughs> or she just goes oh jk i was lying <laughs> and leaves um, runs out of the house. you know speaking of dreams pat you know after our recording of our first episode um i went on twitter i'm a twitter user uh so they have this feature called Twitter Spaces. It's kind of like going Instagram live, you know, going live on Instagram. You can, you know, have a video, you can have people come in and like chat with you and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went on Twitter Spaces because uh, I follow a fan account of the OA and they were doing a Twitter space. And so I jumped in there and there's only like me and three other people. And so it's just like the four of us. And, uh, Hopefully I can tell the story because um, we were talking about dreams and this person in there said that he had quite the dream. Like he had a recurring dream for a while and um, well, I don't think they're ever going to listen to this or anything. So I guess, I guess it's kind of cool. I'll share it. I mean, it's kind of anonymous anyway, but yeah, don't dox him. <laughs> <It's okay, I laughs> so this person said, but he was uh, in this dream. He was at a bakery, and he always dreamed, uh, like every time he's at this location, and there is a person behind the counter, and he's gonna like you know buy buy something there. And before he leaves, this person walks up to him, and and tells him that they have a message for him. And man, this was extremely eerie too when I was listening to this. And she tells him, hey, in 1905, uh, five Filipino women were murdered by a person named Vanessa Barbara. And then I was like extremely shocked. I was like aghast at this point, like because that was very specific. And um, seeing that, uh, well, seeing that we're all like OA fans and 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 for me, um, knowing that. OA has these dreams or like these premonitions or things that come to her that may or may not be true. I was just like, I was just blown away by, by this dream or, you know, or some people would not really 
we'll take it with a grain of salt, right? I mean, you know, some dreams are meant to be meaningless or pointless or, right? Uh, but, you know, some dreams are more important than others. And I felt like through this person's story, that was something uh, significant and something that I can't forget. And, um, yeah, so that happened that night, Pat. I thought it was uh, such a coincidence. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if I'm sure. I'm a big dream person, too. So I, I do like that aspect, like uh, the dream of the giantess in the ocean. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. I was like, oh, we're going to get like. I was thinking like grand, like some spiritual climax or something where they're like in a higher realm. And that's when she finally reunites with her father. And maybe it'll happen at the end of the season. But then, like, uh, uh, I assume that's just the Statue of Liberty. Right, because they were inside, or she was inside, and her father was in there. The giantess. The new Colossus. Um, That's cool to know, though, Pat, because I used to keep a dream log. I haven't written in it in a while. Maybe like, it's been several months, actually, since I've written in it. But um, I do try to keep track of the ones that do stick with me when I wake up. Um, so I believe that there is some importance to them. I think it's vital to remember and to at least to keep track of them. Helps me with my memory. <laughs> and it helps me like, be in control sometimes so um it's good to know that you find something in them because i know plenty of people that don't care or don't remember or don't feel like they have dreams yeah it's yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah dreams are one of the very important aspects to us as humans i believe <laughs> and I think those I think I was like that. I'm still like that where I I dream 90% of the time and I don't remember anything. And I think that may be like a sign of our collective psychosis or whatever it is mentally as a <laughs> human race. Maybe we're right. losing our ability to have impactful dreams. But yeah, I still like yeah. I'm sure everyone still has a dream even if it's a nightmare that has like such a weight on them. Right. Um, well, in the words of Steve, Pat, open your mind. Um, yeah, thanks, Steve. I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> Quit dealing drugs, man. You're going to get fucking French in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny when he said that. Because, you know, they were doing the research and they're like, oh, is, is it the voix? Like, is it with an I or Y? And then... <laughs> It's some Russian so, bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> right. He was being so condescending to him. He's like, open your mind, man. <laughs> it's like, Steve, you still got to open your mind too, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I complained about the teen stuff a little bit too much, maybe, in the first episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's quickly. It's creating a good contrast between Prairie's like journey or whatever it's it seems to have so much more gravity than the teen stuff but it's still it's still it's a huge impactful stuff for the teens 
it's not fair to say like oh this isn't a continent spanning journey where someone gets locked in a basement it's about your future and going to college but like no his his struggles extremely hard <laughs> and so is bucks and so is stevens they all have yeah i want to see the other characters now too yeah um yeah i'm glad you warmed up to that uh that side of the story um and on that everyone can latch on to that portion or at least like you know that coming of age genre sometimes because the the oa is it's kind of hard to explain or you know I, I don't think you can tell someone that oh this is this is a coming of age story because it's it's a blend of several things right so um so yeah, I think that the uh, I think Brit Marling and and Zhao Batman Gleesh do a really great job of blending these stories together, this narrative, and then being able to tell it like so naturally. So um, yeah, I'm glad you like that part. Uh, there will be more of it in the coming episodes. And um, yeah, uh, any any closing thoughts you might want to add before we finish up. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, how do I say this? Was there talk of the show getting a third season? Um, or did it get not get renewed? Okay, this is very uh complicated because uh, <laughs> since I am the OA veteran and you're and you're very fresh and very new to the series, um. Man, okay, we're gonna have this talk real quick. But uh, right now, um, no, it does not seem likely. Um, although I will say it's not impossible. Um, but I think that the the circumstances surrounding the show's cancellation was was kind of um, uh, it's kind of strange. I guess it took quite a few months after season two dropped for them to even announce if it was coming back or not. And um, the creators, Britt and, and Zhao, um, had a message for us saying, you know, the show would not go on and whatnot. But I don't think, I don't think Netflix themselves, I don't think anyone of note had come out and announced a cancellation. So like that got, got some of us thinking like, wait, you know, maybe it could be a fake cancellation. <laughs> I mean, stealth drop yeah maybe i mean i think there's a reason why some people think it's a fake cancellation i think once you when we finish the series together it, it'll kind of make more sense as to why um like why you would think that other like why you see that other people are saying that but um i try to be idealistic about it and think that uh maybe it's a you know, a Twin Peaks thing, you know, where Twin Peaks had their first two seasons and then got canceled. The Twin Peaks was actually really big first season. And then, um, you know, several, like, what, 25 years later, we get a <laughs> return. Uh, the return as a miniseries. But, um, I mean, I'm hoping that doesn't have to happen for this show because uh, I know that originally... The, uh, the creators, they wanted a five-season arc, and that's all it was going to take. 
for them to finish the series. But I'd say, you know, yeah, after each season, you're just going to, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I can't wait until you see the, the finale for both seasons because uh, I know that a lot of people felt like after season one, they could have been done watching it and not go on from there. Sure. I mean, I can't disagree. And, you know, other people were saying the same thing about season two. After that season was over, they're like, huh, you know, if it ended like that, I can see it ending like that. So it's, it's one of those things, you know. Britt and Zal do a great job of like ending on a note in which you're like, oh, wow. Either you want more and you buy into it. Or if you didn't buy into it, you're like, huh, you know, I could have ended it there. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I was saying. This is my first time through. And we're on, two, we just finished two. And I know there's eight in the first season. And, yes. there's a, and there's a second season. I think, is that also eight? Yes. So yeah, I'm already, I'm getting invested enough where I'm starting to notice what number I'm on. I'm like, if we hit four, <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, it's halfway through. Yeah. I'm like, okay, there's only two seasons. And I I think I'd heard that, like, oh, they didn't get a third. I'm like, is it, yeah, you don't have to answer any of this, but yeah, I'm just, I did want to close saying like, I'm, I'm invested enough where I'm counting the episodes. I'm trying to figure out hopefully how it concludes or how it's going to conclude satisfactory soon. And then probably in season two, I'll be sitting there thinking about like, fuck, why don't we get a third season? (laughs) I really don't want it to be a cliffhanger. I don't want it to be a Twin Peaks season two. And yeah, you already said it's probably not that. So I'm like, okay, that's reassuring. But yeah, that was just my closing thoughts. Yeah, I I think that, uh, well, uh, you know, they did come out and made some posts on Instagram, like Zal and Britt saying like, hey, they're going to continue the story one day or like, you know, they haven't given up on trying to make a continuation in some way or form. So I'm just crossing my fingers, you know, I am always, you know me, Pat, I'm always going to talk about it. I'm always going to keep it in mind because if I stop, then, you know. The, the chances of a continuation will only dwindle even further. And so I have to, I have to keep it alive, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that you, you got to that point and, and, you know, hopefully whether or not you still end up liking it or hating it, uh, I'm just happy you're taking on this journey and, you know, uh, we'll see what comes next. So yeah, I think that's it for episode two of new colossus um yeah thank you again patrick for joining me on this breakdown can't wait for us to do episode three i turned 21 today happy birthday i wondered all day what it said about her would you read it to me yeah but then you have to get on fairer you gotta go Here at our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is imprisoned lightning and her name, Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that twin cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp cries she with silent lips. 
give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. 